Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I am joined as always by Paul Stewart who's back in Scotland. How you doing Paul? <laughs> Upset, <laughs> tired, cranky, jet lagged, all the above. Missing. They just don't make it easy to get you back to Glasgow. No, no, certainly not. If anyone's been keeping up to date with my Instagram stories, they, they can probably realize how much of a pain in the neck it is to get back home. And I think the world is telling me Move to Dallas. So I think I think that that is definitely next in the cards. So uh but yes, I'm back home unfortunately. It's gonna be a late night this Sunday against those f- filthy dirty birds. Uh but yeah, but it's good to see my dog though. I will say that. Yeah, I mean I couldn't Im- imagine. I feel like they they always do this to you. Like your way back last time, like you had to switch airports and stuff to like who knew London had two airports? Probably a lot of you, but not me. <laughs> they've got four. They have four? Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. They've got four airports. Yeah. yeah, they've got Heathrow, Luton, uh, London City, and I can't remember the other one. Oh, Stansted, London Stansted. That's the so that's the four. But basically, <clears throat> Heathrow to London City, yeah, it can be easy and cheap enough if you get there by a uh, by uh, subway but which is absolutely fine but it takes the time tube. yep the tube it, it takes time but the way how they shafted me about left right and center like i'm not going to go into details but basically i was left at heathrow airport for 11 hours then but basically i got at heathrow airport at 7 a.m but i didn't get back to glasgow at my home till 10 p.m so you can understand my anger and frustration try and get shifted about from airport to airport and eventually I got home. So that's where I stand. And uh, and then, so the game, just to remind people, you're going to be watching it at like what? 1.20 a.m. 1.20, okay. Yep. I was in 12, but I guess I haven't moved the time yet. Yep, 1.20 a.m. So Woo! thankfully my, my time zone sleep um pattern is not shifted back to normal UK time so I'll still be awake to watch this game but I am going to be a, a freaking zombie when it comes to Monday morning going back to my day job so yeah that'll be fun <laughs> oh always oh, oh, that's fun that's why that's why my hairline is glowing right now so <laughs> he's hiding it with a hat don't worry absolutely like, I, 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 right I, 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 I gotta have I got, I got to <laughs> Okay, well, I I was not originally going to go to this game because it's 
more so for like my mental stability than like I think than anything else it wasn't like I I don't I always thought like at the beginning of the year I was like we're gonna split these games so I really do like I'm going into this thinking you know I think we can get a really I think we can get a solid win out of this game but like I don't know who's sitting next to me at this point so I'm like if they're really annoying Eagles fans I'm gonna like the way that I'm going to have to like meditate in my brain. See, this is why you need me. The Seattle game was rough. So. I'm telling you, this is why you need me to be closer to you at these games. So therefore I yeah. can, I can beat the muscle and I'll be like, screw you. We're the world's team. Screw your bloody <laughs> Eagles. Well, I can't even get mad at you because you have a fun accent. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's like, what did you say? It diffuses the situation immediately. <laughs> <laughs> But like obviously I don't I don't engage usually. I just but if someone's in front, like I've had like people turn around and like talk to me and I'm like, I'm not even talking to you. I'm just behind you. Like <laughs> I feel like people get so riled up at these games, especially this one. It's gonna be so heightened. So I was like, eh, I probably should just watch at home. But then John was like, You have to go. You need to <laughs> yeah. If John's telling you you need to go, you need to go. Big shout out to John Machota. Big like, shout. If you want to uh, watch me get convinced or listen to me get convinced, um, we had I had John on. Uh, Kelsey could not make it this week, so John was my Kelsey for girls talking boys. Yeah, so, I'm I'm gutted I couldn't see John like face to face. I saw him through yeah. the saw him through the plexiglass where he was doing his interviews with Dak Prescott after the Seahawks game. I basically sent him a, a, a tweet saying, "Look behind you," and he's like, ah, "Just pure." <gasps> <laughs> He's like, he's, he's like, he's like, he's like pure, like doing sign language. Like, I'm sorry. I can't come out right now. It's like, that. And he's saying, yeah. so he gave me, he gave me his has so much energy. We um, just you gotta appreciate all the work he does. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, so it, up about. I mean, it was actually really good hanging back after the Seahawks game. Like got to like hang out with Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt from 105.5 The Fan and that. Mm-hmm. So it was good catching up with those guys. As well, um, they, they were asking me how's the trip been and stuff like that. So the trip's been fantastic. Told them obviously I don't remember much from the Thanksgiving game due to my in- intoxication of alcohol. Um, but but the Seahawks game that was a roller coaster. To be fair, that was a roller coaster game. It was, it was, it was, it was. It's but- so stressful. It was <laughs> like, like that for the, the first half of that game. I'm just like I have no idea how. This game's gonna pan out, but eventually we got the win. But now, yeah. now we've got this ten-day break going into this uh, this Eagles game, and the, and we've literally now got a blueprint of how to beat the Eagles. Thank you, San Francisco, for that. Um, you can also thank the Jets if you want to. Hmm. I said you can also thank the Jets if you want to. That's true. That's true. But <laughs> but I think I think San Francisco really opened up a lot of people's eyes yeah. and really showed. The, how fraudulent and I'm I'm using this very loosely here how fraudulent the Eagles are because even though they're scraping wins but they are not a 10 and 3 a 10 and 2 team based on their performances like they have like just scraped like they're literally dragging the heels to like and getting all the part luck and all the referee calls etc etc I know I sound very bitter when I say that it's because I am bitter because the officiating <laughs> for the Eagles games have been absolutely shocking. Let's let, let's be brutally honest; they have been really, really bad. But 
going into this game at home were what 14 games undefeated or is it 13 i can't recall but either way we've not lost to the Eagles since 2017 i believe yes and that was the last game that was the that was my first cowboys game at at t believe it or not oh cute yeah yeah <clears throat> and, and i had a quite a few altercations with a couple of Eagles fans of that game <laughs> no surprise no surprise no surprise um Gosh, I'm trying to find, I was trying to find something. Um, Someone posted about the officiating crew that is going to be this week um, saying that they favored the Eagles in calls four to one and that the Eagles are seven and oh when they've been officiating. Yeah. Mm. So fun. We love those flags. Yep. Or the, the flags that don't get thrown. Yeah. Like exactly. I, I, I blame Johnson. <clears throat> <laughs> or anyone who's near Micah Parsons because you know they hold it's with it. Like, yeah, that's the one thing I like, and this is why I love Micah Parsons. Like he doesn't go out there and complain, but the fans are noticing that like not just for, not just Cowboys fans. But a lot of other fans are noticing that I'm making their complaints to the NFL. Yeah, like, no, so- it's obviously not just us. Like a lot of these games have had some egregious misses. Yeah, I mean, again, this is kind of the the, the Eagles Bills game, for example. That horse collar um, ta- tackle, they I think it was Riddick on Josh Allen. I can't remember who exactly, or was it Nolan Smith or whoever it was, but. The fact that they gave the penalty to the Eagles and not to the Bills is absolutely shocking. Like, yeah. And I'm saying this like Sean Connery, shocking. Like, <laughs> or my favorite, stunning. Well, stunning means I'm means I'm beautiful, but I get you. <laughs> or it just stuns me so much. You uh, know? There, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um. Gosh. Yeah. So let's talk about. Where do you want to start? Um, want to talk about the boys going into this week, or you want to talk about the Eagles going into this week? We'll start our boys this week because our boys deserve the <laughs> love and appreciation they deserve right now. I mean, Give those men their flowers. Yeah, let's we'll, we'll start off with our Mr. MVP right now, Mr. Dak Prescott, right now, because he has been on fire for these past five games. He is playing at an MVP level where actually now, and you know me, Meg, how much I dislike how the mainstream media are being like targeting the Cowboys and all talking about clickbait and stuff like that. They are now finally saying Dak is in contention as as proper sports journalism. We've got Stephen A. Smith doing it. We've got your... um, guys from ESPN talking about it now. I'm um, so like, finally, some actual proper journalism. Like, they're giving him the credit he actually deserves. Yes, and I've I've heard word on the street is they're going to... Have you heard the Here We Go song that people made up on TikTok? <laughs> no, no, that's my friend Blackbeard, uh, DJ Blackbeard that made that. I'm pretty sure he's going to play at the game. Yeah, he's always at the game. Like, So he's at the Miller Lite... So they're uh, going to like, perform it before the game. Oh, wow, really? I didn't that's know what that. someone was telling me. 
I did Someone not know that. knows things about stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he did the actual music. I don't know who the actual guy does the vocals on it, but yeah, uh, but but either way, actually, Michelle wrote an article about it. I love, I love the song. The Athletic and read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go and check it out, folks. The Athletic. Yeah, but yeah, I I love the song. Like, it's, I just like every time I'm like, here we go. Yeah. yeah it was like after um actually both of the games but i felt like it was like more prominent after the um seattle game everyone just like leaving the stadium like who i know it's it's now become the season motto now it's now getting t-shirts made everything when you ball out like that and you have (laughs) very yeah you have a fun little cadence that we can play with like here we go here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like going back to Dak Prescott right now, like he has been on fire right now. So far right now, he's 3,234 passing yards for the season, averaging 7.9 yards per cat, uh, per, per throw, um, which is 269.5 yards per game. His longest throw has been 60 yards with 26 touchdowns and six interceptions. And his rating is 108.3, and his quarterback rating is, I can't see it. Um, I believe he is currently second in terms of quarterback rating behind Block Purdy. Uh, But in terms of everything else, he is like number one in terms of touchdowns, uh, interceptions, he's in the top five for passing yards, I think like Satoa, a few other players, I think even Sam, like Sam, like somehow I know he's had a bad season, but he's got more passing yards than Dak. But overall, Dak is literally in the top five for everything right now. So, mm-hmm. and whereas you're talking about like say your Josh Allen, say Patrick Mahomes, some of the guys are not even in the top ten in terms of stats and stuff like that. So, and yeah. and this is where my argument is: it's like how can these guys still be MVP? One's like the, the talking about like. They've got a losing record. One's got more interceptions than pretty much in the league, pretty much. One's uh, been sacked mostly in the NFL league, but yet no one's talking about Dak Prescott, who's got the more, better statistics and he's playing ball out. So this is this is the whole argument. So like if you're trying to, like, who is the MVP candidate for as a quarterback, it has to be Dak Prescott. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> And the thing is, you already have like a body of work from him for, um, you, I mean, you could go back and say <clears throat> multiple Eagles games, but this year he started turning up right around that time. Like you've seen him play the Eagles in their hostile environment and he was on fire. He was the best player of that game. I, despite the loss, right? We'll take that loss on the chin. Like, yeah, but there was a lot of pauses we could take from that previous meeting against the Eagles. We were the team we were pressing forward the most. We were the team where had the more aggression. We were creating play big plays throughout the whole game. Like the only thing that ruined us was silly mistakes and non-calls from the referees. Pretty much, that's what yeah. ruined the game. Like if if things were to happen on a pure baseline, no favoritism or anything like that, Dallas should have won that by at least ten points. Yeah, I mean. I don't know about favoritism. I I mean, I I tend to lean that way, but like, even if those no calls stick, there's just a couple mistakes that like you want to take back. Yeah. And like, you know, they're watching those like over and over again. Like how can we avoid this situation? 
Um, and well, I think that they're going to be really well prepared and have a good game plan going into this game. Well, the mistakes, this is where it kind of argues with the, the referees. We had likes uh, Terrence Steele or Tyler Smith, for example, jumping offside. But yet, Lane Johnson for the Philadelphia Eagles, who jumps offside every single play for the past two, three seasons, still mm-hmm. does not get called for offside. We've actually had a slow motion video clip of him doing that against San Francisco. Like, he's already kick-stepped a, a good quarter of a second before the ball's even snapped. That is offside, and he's done that throughout his whole career, pretty much. How is he not getting flagged? Why is our players getting flagged who are literally just, like, based on a slight movement, just, a, like, minuscule seconds before the ball snapped? I'm sorry, but... It's nitpicking for me personally, and I know I'm sounding very bitter and being very biased, but you got to be because you want to point out that the, the the differences of why things are getting called and things that are getting called, and and simply for me, like Philadelphia are getting away with murder pretty much this whole season. I yeah, I mean I can't disagree with you, um, but it's kind of like if you look at the. Honestly, the 49ers game against both us and Billy, leave no doubt. Like, leave no room for mistakes. Yeah, yeah. We just need to make sure we're going to this game with our heads high, fully focused, execute, and if we can do all of those and not let the referees ruin the game type of thing, then we are going to absolutely win this game against Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, I really believe that they um, they have what it takes to do it. Um, I mean, the way I just love the way that they've been able to incorporate all those guys on offense. Um, I think that's going to be super helpful. Now, I'm really, are we due for a bounce back game on defense? Because we're going to need it. Yeah, like, let's be honest, our, that was not our best defensive performance against the Seahawks. Um, even though we, we Bland did get an interception, etc., but he did get exposed by DK Metcalf in that game. So did Donovan Wilson in that game. But I mean, Sam Howell was picking on him too and doing it pretty successfully. But again, it would happen last and it happened with Gino. Um, if you do it enough, he will pick you off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just seems to be like we're having these minor slow starts with our de- defense just recently, but I still have full confidence. Like, our defense have been one of the best defenses in the league. If I were in that stage now, it's like any mistake. We're going to throw up our arms up and, like, expect perfection every time. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get perfection every time it comes to our defense. Yeah, we are going to get caught out in some plays, but there, is, but there has been, in particular to Delon Brand, um, we have noticed that has been a minor weakness to him when it comes to more bigger, taller, physical wide receivers. He tends to kind of have that little bit of trouble with. So, but bear in mind, this is his second season in the NFL. He's only going to get better from this. Like, so. uh, I mean, we've always said trial by fire. We're definitely getting that this season. So. Yeah. Well, he's trial by fire and he's setting NFL records. So he's, he's, he's doing great. So, but. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. 
That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply looking from the overall perspective just but just based on that last week's game the, like he's obviously he did a great job against AJ uh, Brown in the previous meeting hopefully mm-hmm. he, hopefully he can do that again at, at yeah. home um and obviously we hope to see more of a defensive line performance from like D Law and Mark Micah Parsons and in particular and this is going to be my very interesting matchup for this game is going to be Jason Kelsey versus Jonathan Hankins Oh, big boy. Big boy. <laughs> yeah. There's the old old man. Um love him though I do. The only player on the Philadelphia Eagles I probably like. Um <laughs> I, I I like him, but I just don't like him the fact he plays for that team. I don't like him when he's playing the game. Outside of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like I like both the Kelsey's. I, like they just like a seem. I also like Hurts outside of the game too. To be fair. Yeah, there's some like a cool bunch of brothers you can just hang about and have a beer with type yeah. of thing. Like yeah, <clears throat> you know, just want to hang out with Taylor's boyfriend. That's all. <laughs> I, I, I knew that was going to come in there at some point. <laughs> but yeah, I but... mean, I no matter what, I am who I am. So. You never, knew that was- n- never change, Meg. Never change. Never change. <laughs> I couldn't even if I tried. <laughs> um, um, okay. Well, let's, you know, let's take a look over there at uh, the Eagles. You know, we're having the return of Dallas Goddard, who went down at the previous matchup um, with an arm injury. Did he, he didn't break it? Did he fracture it? I think it was a, like a hairline fracture, I believe. Yeah. But, like, <clears throat> but, but he was not on the injury list at all. Um, yeah. so basically, they were, they were slating him to come back this week. Yeah, much. he is expected to yeah. come back for this game because, um, looking at their injury sheet right now, um, the only one that is limited is Julio Jones, the wide receiver. All the other players had full participation on Thursday and Friday, which is Grant Cal I cannot pronounce his name, Grant Cal Catera, Fletcher Cox, Zach Cunningham, Dallas Goddard, Dallas Lee, and Jack Stroll. So all tight ends are expected to be featured in this game. Um, but only Julio Jones is limited the wide receiver. Um, but yeah. Yeehaw. I'd rather have you at full strength anyways. Bring it on. 
Yep. But whereas the Cowboys, we only had uh, Rico Dauro, Peyton Hendershot. They all had full participation on Friday. And mm. uh, and obviously, uh, we, we did get some good news about Matt Willitsko. Uh He's had some full practice, but he is going to be out for this game because obviously he's probably not still up to full strength yet. But he is practicing uh, back with the team properly now. Which is, is a big, it... which is perfect timing for the t- team because we may never know what's going to happen with this offensive line. Yep, preach it. Um, what are your thoughts on Peyton Hendershot coming back? I love, I love Peyton Hendershot. I think he's a great player. I just kind of hope that. Um, I hope they use him sparingly. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll overutilize him. Like he, he's, <clears throat> he's one of those tight ends that. He'll be he needs to ease back into it. Yeah. He was having kind of a rough. If he can get, if you if you feature maybe like five or six snaps in this game, I'd be happy with that. Anything more than that, then that's overusing. I think. Yeah. Because I mean, uh, I'm I'm more comfortable with him than I am with Sean McKeon, but um, who is injured? To be fair, yeah, and he's yeah. on the IR. Yeah. And, and we do but, we do have Shoemaker as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have you have a good tight end core. I just like he was having a little bit of trouble, and I I think it might have to do with a little bit of the fact that you know he's has a lot of pressure to maintain his like at the time like tight end number two mm. status. Um, I don't know if that was it, if that was like the mental part of it and why he was struggling, but you know, I just hope I hope he's gonna ease back into this and i like i'm i'm more comfortable with him than you know sean so yeah we'll see. definitely um but yeah i mean when it comes to, I'm, I'm really happy that dodo is going to be playing as well like yeah because that's one of the other names that was mentioned in the injury report because i think he is going to be very vital for this game because if there's one thing that we have struggled this year is utilizing the actual proper run game but now that we saw what san francisco did that might actually help Mike McCarthy to really dictate what type of plays he wants to really utilize Alexa Pollard and Rico Dowdle going into this game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it opens up the run game when you have that one-two punch and you use it right. So, I mean, that's <clears throat> that's just how it opens up Tony. Um, and Rico's obviously just been good on at his own merit. So, we'll see. Um, but, you know, just that Eagles offense um even when they were struggling i should say last week (laughs) um they still you know they're still a a scary squad because of their wide receivers yeah yeah definitely i mean aj brown and Devontae smith like they have had good pretty good seasons like i can't argue or dispute that um they are going to be a threat to this team. We just need to make sure, like I said, Gilmore, Bland, and our secondary are on top of this. But how do you of- feel about, like, you know, I said, you know, having a, a turnaround game for the defense? Like, do you, I trust DQ to do what needs to be done. How do you feel? And DK, we trust pretty much. Um, but but I, I will say, I think, did I say DK? Yeah. Oh, DQ. Sorry, my apologies. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> like I have scars from last week. <laughs> oh, oh god, it's 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 embroided it's, it's, it's onto my skin. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, DQ and we trust. Um, 
if if anything, it needs to start from the trenches. Like, if we can put the more pressure on Jalen Hurts, it's going to make him throw more erratic throws to those wide receivers, and that's going to open the opportunity for like Sid Gilmore and everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the um, the knee injury for him has been kind of overblown. Um, so you can't really trust that that's going to slow him down because I really don't think that that's his real issue. Yeah, yeah, t- totally. Yeah, so you're going to have to deal with, you're going to have to deal with Hurts. You're going to have to deal with those those little crazy runners out there. And they, I mean, that O-line does a really good job of giving him time. So you have well, to. Well, as if they're not jumping offside. Right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, but, honestly, you know, like if, if we have this guy that like is not gonna call them for stuff like that, then you can't count on that. Well, I just hope Michael Parsons can use his speed like like he did to win the game last week. They got getting get to Geno Smith in one point eight seconds. If he can do that against this Philadelphia's Philadelphia offensive line, Jalen Hurts is gonna have a rough night ahead of him. <sighs> I don't feel sorry for that man. Um, <laughs> nah, nah, not one. Yeah, not at all. Um, but yeah. So let's talk about their defense. Those are some scary fellas as well. Yes. So the Philadelphia defense. Uh, they're. I mean, their defensive front, their front seven are pretty scary, but their, their secondary are very suspect right now. They've not, the only person in their secondary that poses any threat is their safety, uh, Reed Blankenship, who did actually win them the game against us last time around when he stopped Shoemaker from the touchdown. So, uh, but other than that, um, you've got likes of Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Nolan Smith, all big guys in there, like and Hassan Riddick. I can't forget. We can't forget him. If that's a matchup, I'm very curious about is Hit Riddick versus Terrence Steele, because Riddick did have a good performance against Terrence Steele last time round. I just hope Steele can really improve from that and shut him down quite a lot because he seems to be the the bread maker when it comes to that side of the ball. And because if anything, if that likes to kind of like jump out the pocket, he does tend to like to roll more to the right hand side where Riddick is. So that's where I am very interested to see how this game's going to pan out on on the in the trenches for that. Yeah, Terrence Steele was having a bit of a penalty issue um, during that game. Yeah. So penalties for us and not no penalties for them. Ugh, I'm so bitter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, understandably so. Um, you know, oof. That's just that's one thing like that has plagued the Mike McCarthy era, and I'm not necessarily putting that on him so much, but at some point you kind of have to think about that a little bit. Yeah. Um yeah, you can't have that this game. There's really no room for errors. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> But, um, but but looking at their secondary though, like they've not had the best of seasons. Like Darius Slay has been caught out quite a lot this season. Their like their defense in terms of the passing game are ranked one of the worst in the NFL this year, and yeah. and probably much given quite probably one of the most most touchdowns in the league 
like because when you're looking at the uh, the Eagles' records in terms of the score and stuff like that, they've given up quite a lot of points. Like I think they're averaging about twenty five points per game. Like and that's like from that that's quite a lot from the defensive side of the ball. But where our Dallas offense, we're averaging a lot more than that. We're averaging the thirties right now. So, but it's again, it's any given Sunday, anything could happen. Yeah, that's so true. Um, do you have a cheeky prediction? Oh, the cheeky prediction of the week. Okay, right. So, past couple of weeks, I've kind of said, get Hunter Luke in there type of thing. It's not happened. I am not going to go it down this route. So, this week, I am going to call Luke Shoemaker touchdown on the first Ooh. on the first drive. <laughs> on the first drive, all right. On the first oh. drive for the Cowboys, Luke Shoemaker is going to score the first touchdown on the first drive. Okay. And I might put a, a couple of bucks in that bet because I was so mad when that Jake Ferguson one happened. I should have put money in that. You really should have. I really should have. <laughs> Um, let's see. I'm going to say that both, this is, this is cheeky, uh, that both Micah Parsons and D-Law are going to get home and sack. Oh, me likey, likey. <laughs> but yeah, guys, if you're listening. Also, like he might have had more of a quiet, great season, but then with a couple splashes, yeah. but like he doing great this season absolutely but yeah but also to the to the listeners here listening to the world's team give us your cheeky predictions as well comment Please? on co- comment on blogging the boys.com tell us what you think all righty well that was the cheeky prediction of the week um do you have a score prediction score prediction this week okay so i do think it's still going to be a closely contested game i did say earlier this week it's going to be Cowboys 35, Eagles 31, but I'm feeling a bit more confident leading up to this game. Don't ask me why. It's just I'm getting the aura. I'm getting the the confidence of how this West Coast offense, I'm thinking about the 10-day break after seeing how San Francisco, San Francisco dismantled them at Lincoln Financial Field. I'm going to say Cowboys 37, Eagles 28 instead oh um mine's much closer <laughs> oh um i'm in, in lower scoring because i think oh. the defenses are going to do better this week um i think it'll be 24 20 oh that is on score <laughs> oh oh so no field goals for our other mvp mr brandon aubrey at all no well, there, maybe, but we're going to get to 24. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's just what I'm feeling. Like, I feel like it's going to be tightly contested. We could have a Jake the Make miss. Um, and I think that they're going to, like, try to do a two-point conversion and fail. Mm, that's interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Don't know. I like your score prediction though. Yeah, but if we get that score prediction, I think that sends a statement out as well. Like I think if we don't win any anything more than 10 points in this game, we're, we're still we're still gonna have 
the media still bickering yeah. the Cowboys. Like I think in order for the Cowboys to really set themselves up to be like one of the top teams, we really need to put a clinic against this Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. And to get all the pressure off the back. But at the same time, no, I would rather prefer the pressure because we are being playing pre- better with this pressure on us right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, I mean, it'll be up to Dak and the boys. So absolutely make that statement. Let's yep. call it. <laughs> Let's do it. All righty. Well, that should do it for us this week, unless you have anything else you want to throw out there into the ether. No, it's fellow for life and ever. Usual. <laughs> no but other than that that i'm all good i'm just really excited for this game so the game will be at 1 20 a.m in the united kingdom 2 20 a.m 3 30 p.m depending where you are in europe and i believe it's 7 20 kickoff in texas yep. yeah central time so be sure to be at the game meg's gonna be at the game there's yep. gonna be it's going to be uh it's going to be game of the year folks so please be there get get be vocal and i believe and correct me if i'm wrong i believe we're wearing the color rush jerseys for this game such a great question i don't know i think <laughs> but i, I saw, hope I, so <laughs> I, I, I think i saw a post regarding that. like if we're wearing those color rush jerseys that game's going to be lit there's a jersey tracker um on twitter jersey um I won't be able to find that without taking too much time. But regardless, I usually retweet him every week anyways. So you can find that out on Twitter. Yeah. And you can find me at Meg Murray with four R's on everything. And what you about can, you? And you can find me at IMP Stew. Perfect. Well, be sure to check out bloggingtheboys.com if you want to stay up to date with all the happenings around the star. Um, and then, you know, Every single day of the week, we have a podcast for you. So be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell Paul to move to Texas. Yes. Yes. That, that's an actual fact. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, until next week, it's a go Cowboys and a Dallas forever. Philly, Philly forever. Here we go. Here we go.